which is 2.25 p.m. in San Francisco, 2.25 p.m. in Portland, Oregon. And that means that we have the absolute honor and pleasure of talking to Tobias Grave from one of the uh, coolest, greatest projects that we have uh, listened to in many, many years. Soft Kill, Tobias, how are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for talking to me. How's life? Uh, where are you at this very specific moment in Portland? I'm in Portland, uh, sitting in a car in front of my house. Awesome. <laughs> and life is good. Excellent. Cool. Getting uh, getting chilly already in Portland? Getting cold? It is getting cold, um, which is comforting for some reason. I don't know. I kind of always associate Portland with being a little chilly and uncomfortable. Um, so it feels like home. Totally, dude. Same thing here. So this is getting chilly already. We had a rather warm uh, 2020, actually. I think it's the warmest I, I remember in many, many years. Freaking global warming. Yeah, it turns out that it's real. <laughs> it turns out, right? And all these people don't just believe yeah. it. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Dude, uh, oh. Dead Kids, Rip City is about to come out next uh, next week uh, november uh the 20th how do you feel um you know it's funny i was talking to somebody about this the other day where uh especially because we self-released this record we didn't really want to wait for labels to feel comfortable to do stuff so we said that you know we would release this one ourselves and it was so much work going into this album cycle period part of it yeah that I forgot that I was excited for people to hear the whole thing, you know? Interesting. Um, so, yeah, I think just maybe in the last two days it hit me. I was like, oh, people are going to hear this the entirety of this album that we've been sitting on for a year. Um, and that's that's a really cool thing. It is indeed. Did you sit on this album because of uh, our current weird situation that, we're, that we are all living in? Uh in terms of what, what did you say? Uh, did you sit on? Are you sitting on? Did you sit on this album for one year because of COVID and all that? Oh yes, yes, yes. Uh, so we were, you know, we initially we finished the record, and we had been in talks with one label. We didn't see eye to eye. Okay. And uh, we were like, we started shopping for other labels, and we got, you know, a couple really good ones on the table. Um, when COVID hit, there fears were which seemed realistic were definitely rooted in like how do you promote a record during these these uh unknown times of no touring and whatnot Excellent. and um most of them were very very interested in pursuing putting it out in early to mid 2021 and at that point we were like god we've been sitting on this record for so long i feel like why don't we just drop this give it to everybody do it ourselves as an experiment, which turned out to be an epic amount of work. Um, totally. And then just, you know, meet 2021 with something new. Exactly, totally. So basically, this is the first time you release an album independently. How how different uh, does this feel, like, for example, than when you released uh, Choke in 2016? Yeah, so, you know, the only things that we've put out ourselves have been uh, you know, limited one-time kind of, uh, you know, a collection of demos or reissues of early records. So this was the first time that we had, uh, I guess, you know, manned the, the helm for an album cycle or whatever. And it's 
it's so different. I mean, you literally are making the decision and watching every penny go out of the bank that you that you spend. You know, like as a label normally is is funding all of it, and then uh, you're paying them back over the course of the album cycle before you guys get to like the split point and start both making profit. Um, so I think that from the business side of things, it has been really exciting. It's It's been reaffirming that we could do all of this ourselves, especially if, you know, you don't dwell too much on, like, the ego stuff of... Uh, you don't get the same press. You don't get the same uh, backdoor treatment with Spotify and things of that nature. Totally. Um, there is definitely connections and resources that come with working with a label directly. Um, but, you know, you get to keep all the money that you make. And I think that that's, uh, especially this year, something that just seems more and more important, you know. Totally. So basically, you're in complete control of uh, of this album. I mean, you can do whatever the hell you want with you know with promotion and everything. You have released uh, already what uh, a few, well, three singles from uh, from this upcoming album. Uh, what can we expect from uh, from this album that is coming out, Dead Kids, Rip City? How different is it, like for example, with uh, Savior from 2018? And I'm talking about the creative process and all that. You know, I think a huge a huge difference was these songs were written uh, with me sober. So I was writing material before on all the other records uh, in varying degrees of addiction um, with with varying results. You know, like there was moments like Savior to me is was very one dimensional. Um, and, and what I was, it, it kind of just, to me, represents exactly what I was going through at that time, which was a lot of crisis totally. in terms of my kid being in the hospital and then also, like, battling substance abuse and whatnot. Whereas Dead Kids, it was like I was just trying to write good songs. And, and you know, as a band, we were trying to write good songs. So I feel like it was just, it was more realized. We put more time into it. Um you know, we tried to grow. I think that uh, that's important is to do what feels right for your for your legacy and not just what people expect. Totally. Uh, a kind of personal question, though, you know, like, uh, you know, you mentioned addiction uh, during your early career already. Um, how do you, now that you're sober, how do you, where do you get the inspiration from? Because, you know, I ask you, you know, like, uh, I'm a writer myself, you know, and I smoke weed and I get high and i think i get good ideas from that and uh sometimes <laughs> sometimes no, you like, do but, though <laughs> totally so so when i try to write and i'm not high there's like nothing coming out like how how was how was that adjustment for you regarding inspiration at all god i mean initially i was like there's no way there's no way that i can not have drugs and do this because even smoking weed and uh playing guitar, just where your mind goes, and the de and more so the dedication you have to following through with ideas that maybe you wouldn't have the attention span to see through clean. Of course. Um, is, it just feels great, you know? Um, for me, it was like, I was, my last few years of addiction, I'd fallen so into crystal meth, and I was um, kind of just going into these, like, crazy mental portals where I was pulling out ideas that I would never have written otherwise. So totally. it, it looked like 
I really thought that there was I was opening some sort of door to some like musical realm that was inaccessible otherwise. Um, but clean, it was like something just like I just started through trial and error. Like anytime I had an idea, or even if I didn't, religiously sitting down and trying to write uh, every day or so. Totally. And um, you know what's come with it that's actually been the most inspirational is that I've actually started taking the time to learn and understand these instruments that I've been kind of barely playing all along of writing for the past records, you know? Totally. So how, like, for example, when you compare uh, uh, Death Kids, Rip City with Savior from this perspective, do, do you find some, maybe, the, do you find it weird, uh, like, for example, Savior compared with this? Like you can see, like, all, the, just all these huge differences uh, in the way it sounds, in the way it, uh, you know, it, it comes together? Oh, for sure. I think that uh, Savior, I think a lot of the other, the last the other records felt one-dimensional to me. Um, I don't think that it's not that there's variation in the songwriting. Um, I think it was just that, like, Sonically, we were plugging in, you know, a few different guitars all into the same amps, and and the drum process was, um, for a lot of those records, was like just kind of recreating what the drum machine was doing, and totally. uh, not really having any understanding of how to accomplish specific tones. So, um, I feel like Dead Kids is the first record where there's there's a really well thought out production approach uh, from Dave who produced it and from us as a band um, for each song. You know, I feel, I feel like it definitely, the, the variation of, of the types of songs stands out more because, you know, we approached each one uniquely as if it was its own thing. Of course. Let's talk about the future. Something that is difficult to talk about at this very moment because everything changes by the next day. Uh, you guys have released a couple of music videos for uh, for uh, this upcoming album, uh, Floodgate, featuring Tamarin, which is a great uh, collaboration, by the way. And uh, thank you, Pretty Face. Do you guys are planning on uh, releasing more music videos? You know, the music video thing is is like the when it goes back to the the first question of kind of like self releasing. We didn't set a budget aside for that, so okay. these have mostly, besides Roses, been yo, what can I do on my computer with footage that I shot on my phone? Of course. It doesn't, I have no confidence in it, so it's it's a little harder to approach than, than other mediums. Uh, I, you know, I don't know that like, I care much about music videos, and I okay. think that might sometimes reflect in my, uh, my enthusiasm, like making them, but yeah. I don't, you know, the, the, that's the crazy to in-depth answer to a simple question. Totally. Um, we might make one more video for, for the... I think there's one more single that we're going to do. Okay. Um, but ultimately, like, you know, some bands really excel over the, the the visual aspect of the presentation of that stuff. I don't think we're one of them. I don't think we ever have been, and I don't think that people have, have turned to YouTube to experience this band uh, totally. like they have to maybe like a Spotify or live. Totally. Definitely. No, yeah, I agree with you. Well, the, well, the music videos are dope, though. The, the ones that, that you released, the two that you, got, you guys have released for this upcoming album. 
Uh, what about uh, new music? Have you been writing new music during lockdown to stay sane? Yeah, we've 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 got a bunch of new songs, a bunch awesome. of new demos. Um, we're actually going into the studio this month to put together something that will come out uh, early next year. Um, it's weird. I think that there's been a lot of controversy with kind of how Spotify has been approaching True. Uh, their payment of bands and yes. their expectations of what bands should do to supplement maybe some of the losses that they're taking from streaming being the, the most popular source of consuming music. Yes. And uh, the CEO, one of his things is like, bands are going to have to prepare to release more music, which for me, you know, people take that as insulting because it is. But for me, I'm like, okay, cool, yeah, let's do another EP or let's do another record of this. Or yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm constantly excited to put things out. And some of my favorite bands, like, you know, Cleaners from Venus or whatever, just were putting out records seemingly every other week. Totally. So, so you know, I feel, I feel kind of comfortable in that realm. And that's something we definitely want to keep pushing towards doing. Of course. So beginning of 2021, some new music by... Uh by Softkill. It's crazy, dude. I mean, this album, this new album hasn't even come out yet and uh, you're thinking about releasing new stuff in January. That's great. I know. It's like, I mean, that's like, if you know, if you're in a band and you're like just getting started, understand like you make your money off selling records and you make your money off selling merch and you constantly yeah. have to be doing that unless True. you're getting into the realms of publishing and, and, uh, you know, doing a lot of touring, which isn't a factor for us right now. So, totally, yeah. you know, we're going to continue to do what, like, brings money in because that's what keeps us pushing and going and pays the bills. And Of course. We're, you know, pretty much living off of the band at this point, which is terrifying and exciting that it's At the same possible. time, exactly. Dude. How's the music scene important at the moment because with, with COVID and everything? I ask you because here in San Francisco, obviously, you know, we have no idea when we're going to be having shows again in bars and all, in, in venues and all that. A couple of major venues have shut down for good here in San Francisco. We talk to a lot of bands uh, from, from the city, and uh, we always hear like uh, things like, well, my drummer moved out because of what's going on, or my bass player is gone now. So how's everything in Portland? I don't know of any of the venues that I feel have been like super integral for us that have oh. closed. Um, I'm sure people are going through it. I do know a lot of musicians that have moved back, you know, and with their parents or uh, to smaller towns outside the city. It has gotten more expensive to live here um, and, you know, not being able to work and whatnot and, and not being able to make any money from music, I think definitely has had has a, had an effect on, on some of those people. But I think... You know, I feel like Portland's a place that a lot of people move to make music, and I feel like there's a lot of people that are just still excited and dedicated to doing this. Totally. Um, so I feel like there's that enthusiasm there. I, I, as the days go on, I think I get a little more pessimistic about when that might be, that we will all be able to get back on stages and whatnot. True. But, you know, got to do what you got to do, and if it's just existing through material and, and through, through putting up new products and, and I guess this live stream wave, like, we're going to have to try. You haven't done any live streams? We have not done a live stream yet. Uh, we're doing one. It actually got announced today. 
Awesome. On November 28th. Cool. Perfect. Well, yeah, Tobias, it's, it's, thank you so much for taking the call. It is an honor to talk to you. Uh, we're big fans of uh, of Softkill. We can't wait for the release of uh, of the new album uh, next week, Dead Kids, uh, Rip City, November 20th. And uh, let's play a song uh, by Softkill. Which song would you like me to play to celebrate this interview? Um, you know, my favorite song of the singles that we've dropped has been Roses All Around. So, Let's do it. Perfect. That's one of our favorites, actually. Cool. Thank you so much. Thanks, Tobias. Take care and have a great uh, rest of your day in Portland. Take care. You too. Thanks, dude. Appreciate it. Awesome. That was uh, Tobias from uh, Softkill in rocknet.kxsf, and we're going to play exactly that song that he requested, Roses All Around by Softkill in rocknet.kxsf, 102.5 FM, San Francisco. Go to our website. Remember that we are in the middle of a fundraising campaign. Click on that donate button and help us with whatever, you know, you can. $5, $10, $20, $1,000, 50 euros, uh, 2,000 pesos, whatever. Soft kill roses all around in Rocknet KXSF.
Bruce's all around from the upcoming album by uh, Softkill, Dead Kids, Rape City. In Rock Network, KXA 102.5 FM, San Francisco. 